101FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Monday night and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show. Introducing Coach Nikki. Here's your host, Coach Nikki. Logan 101's very own Mal West. A very good evening. Welcome to uh, Business 101 Show right here on 101 FM. I'm Mal West. Uh, joining me in the studio, Coach Nikki. G'day. G'day, Mal. And also uh, Kerry Saverin. Hello. Welcome. And we've got a busy show tonight. We do, we do. And it's all about uh, working with family. Helpful or (laughs) hell? (laughs) So joining me to dive into this topic, as I've said, uh, we've got Coach Nikki and, of course, uh, Kerry. But we do have a special guest as well. We do. So we have uh, my sister. I'm going to say that first of all. But Lyndall Appleby, she's a process extraordinaire. So welcome, Lyndall. Thank you. I feel a bit ganged up on tonight. Two sisters. <laughs> now I'm going to handle this one. Could be dangerous. <laughs> Look out. You're in trouble. <laughs> it's, uh, look, when I, when I tried to come up with the tagline for this show, it was like tongue-in-cheek about five or six iterations. I thought helpful or hell was a really good way to put it, right? Like it can either be really great or really bad. I don't know if there's any middle ground when you work with family or in a family business. So it's going to be fun diving into this uh, topic this week. I hope everyone has as much fun as I did when I chuckled through my way of getting the run sheet done so <laughs> very good looking forward to hearing uh, your input later because i got some questions about Kerry on us oh, here we go. so it'll be uh, it'll be good nowhere to hide there <laughs> look let's open with um as we do every week what are we grateful for who wants to start uh, i'll go first so i just have to mention that i'm so grateful for the cane quest last weekend the cane parade that was on i met some fantastic people in the community i had a fantastic time and just so grateful to be part of that event and the organizers did an amazing job nice amazing job you look like i had an absolute ball i did yeah at the ball yeah good on you Mal, what about you? Mine's still family, mate. Uh, it's, it's good to, to catch up. And, of course, uh, as you know, you know, things are getting on track with my dad. So that is really, really good. And I'm, and I'm pleased with that. Good on you. Linda? Oh, what are you um, grateful for? Nothing like putting me on the spot. Um, something <laughs> I'm grateful for. Um, I'd probably say um, all the people that are working really hard at the moment um, and all things to do with COVID, I guess. Um, I saw some emergency service people on the train this morning when I was heading into the city. And yeah, just what an amazing job they're all doing. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, every day, facing that every day. Yeah, all the yeah. testing and how they're all doing it. Yeah, really good. Well, I'm a bit different. I'm grateful for Pilates Reformer because <laughs> I'm on uh, the fourth session this morning. At you won't be saying that tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm really loving every minute of that, trying to get myself more flexible. So that's <laughs> what I'm grateful for today is the Pilates Reformer. <laughs> I feel so shallow. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Look, I'm really excited about tonight's show because I know that there's a lot of family businesses in Logan and I know that a lot of them listen to this show, so I think they're going to get a lot of value out from, you What do you reckon the percentage of family businesses would be? Like, I'm talking the local corner takeaway, restaurant, Mm. even mechanics, fruit shop, milk bar. Well, there's not that many milk bars anymore. Cafes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be a truckload, right? It would be. Are we punting? Particularly in the last two years because... After what's happened with COVID, they would have let staff go and possibly family would have come to work in the business. So there could have been some changes there as well, or vice versa, where family have had to move on to other roles, but there's a lot of them around. Yeah. 
It's going to be an interesting <laughs> interesting one. I'm going to watch this unfold with the sisters in the house. Uh, before we get into the I'm news... I'm a little bit worried. Before we get into the news of the week uh, with Coach Nikki, uh, the one thing from last week's show on disability, you can't ask that. That was a great show. Uh, it was for people to think about uh, any jobs they needed filled and then reach out to a disability employer uh, provider. How did you go with that? Did you think about it? Listeners, everybody here in the in the studio, did you guys think about it? I know we did. I we had a conversation it, around it. Yeah, look, I, it was definitely a great show, and if you did, that's great. You still need if you still need to um, reach out to some people. Remember, we had Emma Green from Substation Thirty Three. Um, you can certainly reach out to her or uh, Christelle Lane from Gin Chambers Office. She would um, love for people to reach out to her as well. So they're still there if you want to do that. Exactly, and you can just look uh, obviously Emma Green up at Substation Thirty Three mm-hmm. or Jim Chalmers. Org if you need to get in touch with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get into news of the week. There's a bit of news that caught my attention this week that I want to share with you that I feel is important to you. Of course, breaking news just coming into the show tonight was that Queensland from November 19 will allow people to enter by air from the southern states, but they do have to home quarantine for 14 days. It's a good change in the Queensland state government, I think, uh, not as good as the New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, of course. He's continu- continued on in the same vein as the resigned Premier, the legend Berejiklian, and set out clear actions attached to vaccination percentages and dates. From November 1, quarantine will be abandoned in New South Wales for all returning Australians and permanent residents. And didn't that cause a bit of a spat with the PM where he very quickly reasserted his authority and said that's a matter for the federal government to decide who comes and when. But they did both agree that Aussies returning home could do so and there'll be no quarantine as long as they are double vaxxed and have tested negative for COVID within the travel window. So I think that's a really positive thing. This does see the possibility that you'll be able to fly from London to Sydney, but people in Sydney will not be able to fly to Brisbane unless they spend 14 days in home quarantine. I cannot wait for the Queensland Government to get up to speed on this, but it's happening very slowly. Queensland Health Minister Yvette Dath was blunt and clear at her press conference on Friday, where she said, with what I thought was a little panic in her voice, you've got five weeks to get vaccinated, please go do it. It sounds to me like at least our government is going to start to think about setting some clear dates and what they will do at what vaccination rate, which as we know on this show, we talk about it all the time ad nauseum. Businesses need surety and certainty to actually make plans and to execute those plans. So that is definitely a positive thing. Here's something you may have missed. A recent ruling by the High Court of Australia in a defamation case against an administrator of a Facebook page has sent chills down the spine of administrators everywhere, with some councils and MPs turning off comments as a result. The ruling was that a person running a Facebook page could actually be liable for defamatory comments made by others on the page, even prior to that person being aware that those comments even existed. Now, even mainstream media is alarmed, and CNN from America has taken the extraordinary step of blocking all Australians from accessing its Facebook page. So is this impingement on freedom of speech? Is it under threat? And if so... What about the premise of onus and responsibility of self? It's got some far-reaching consequences when you think about it because we run a uh, closed group page in our business and that would tend to lend itself to go, actually, we're responsible for the comments in that group. Frightening stuff, right? Mm-hmm. As if business wasn't hard enough running it, now we have to enter this fray as well. And that's not even working out whether we have to demand our staff are vaccinated or not. So it's like it's just getting hard every day. But anyway, so be aware of that and watch that one with interest. I'll keep an eye on that one because there's still some ambiguity in that ruling. 
on a lighter note, if you're feeling old or like the moment has passed you by, which I do every time I go to the gym because it's all the live 20-year-olds <laughs> running rings around me, I found a great video reminder this week to help prove that it's never too late to change or even try something new. I put the video up yesterday morning and you can see that on our Facebook page at Business 101 Show. The last bit of news today was an interesting uh, press release, media release I got a hold of on Friday from the Treasurer's Office. Now, this release talked about JobKeeper and how effective it was. Something interesting out of that media release, and I've just got it up on my digital notepad, but I'll just tell you about it. The interesting part of this was, remember we talked about why wasn't there some sort of mechanism where corporates got penalised or they could go grab money back if they'd wrongly claimed JobKeeper? Yeah. This media release actually says from Treasury that they specifically built JobKeeper without a clawback mechanism because they didn't want it to be a furlough or furlong, depending on how you express that word. Um, They want it to be a true payment and not put people off from claiming it with the risk of having it clawed back. It's the first time I've seen anywhere in a Treasury document that they actually came out and said that specifically. So it's interesting. I mean, some businesses like Harvey Norman have actually given the money back after it was a bad PR public look. I think that's what the motivation was. But obviously there's others that have gone, no, we're keeping it. So I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's interesting that Treasury have acknowledged that they built the scheme that way. So, I mean, it's a, what do you guys think of JobKeeper? I think it's a positive. It definitely gave us the confidence in our business to keep going, even though we didn't need it. Yeah, for a lot of those particularly small businesses who uh, really needed to rely on it. Uh, it was it was fantastic. So it's very surprising that uh, <laughs> that he's come out with this statement. And I think if you know maybe there would have been some backlash if people had known that. Maybe who knows how people would have thought about it. Yeah, well they've been pilloried a lot by the other side. So mm. I think that's obviously trying to fire a salvo against it. So that's the news that I thought was interesting this week. And of course, uh, don't forget that you can contact us here at the Business One Hundred One Show on three eighty double eight one hundred one. That's three eighty. Double eight one zero one SMS us a question on zero four two nine double five eight one zero one. Also works for the podcast listeners as well. Fancy new intro for what's, what's on, on in Logan. Logan. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you know what? For all the weeks to have the fancy intro, there's not too much happening. But I did manage to find that the Logan Chamber of Commerce is having their Tech Founders Breakfast tomorrow at Extraction Artisan Coffee um, at Slacks Creek. So that will be... Have you been to one of those before, Nikki? I have been to one of those. Yeah, okay. And I ended up sitting next to a fellow that I actually met in the Philippines who had staff at the same BPO office as me. Like, talk about a small world. Everyone who's anybody has businesses in Logan so it's like oh what are you doing here it was actually very interesting and you can get tickets uh, on meetup for that so make sure you go get a ticket but it's actually a good morning extraction of course good food and good yeah. coffee at extraction with Alex and his team so yeah yeah, definitely worth going to if you're a little bit nerdy like me and, and you're in the tech founder space so there you go that's what's on in Logan so coming up very shortly we'll be uh, unpacking tonight's theme working with family helpful or hell Welcome back to the Business 101 show. Coach Nikki, Kerry, Saverin and our special guest, Lindell, in the studio. Tonight's theme is working with family, helpful or hell. I don't know anybody who works nine to five in a family business, though, just quietly. <laughs> now. I mean, it's a good song by Dolly, but I would, I would argue that people probably work more hours in a family business. There's probably less rigidity around, you know, what you, how hard you can push your family versus how hard you can push an outside staff member because, you know, who's going to take you for breach of whatever or unfair dismissal? Or Although one of my own family's taken me for unfair dismissal. But anyway, that's another story. I'm still <laughs> under a gag order, so there you go. Uh, look, tonight's show is about 
um, working with Family Helpful Hell, and that's why it's great to have the sisters in the studio. I'm so glad you could join us, Lindell. Thank you. Family business and working with family, let's just start there. Is it the same thing? No. I think it's different too. It is. Uh, we've done both. So we, uh, I had a cafe mm-hmm. where I was the owner of the cafe and Lindell came and worked for me. Mm-hmm. And now we have Altitude that is our business. So there's a different dynamic. Have you noticed dynamic. a difference in dynamics? Yes. So, Lino, you went from being staff member to sister to partner equal. Well, technically sister first, I guess. <laughs> but yes. Give me a detail. Uh, what do you feel more comfortable with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think... Even when I was a staff member, I feel like we still kind of worked in partnership. I didn't really feel as much like a staff member. Um, I think because Kerry's always been very open and bouncing ideas and, and that sort of thing. So even when I was a staff member, I still felt like we had that connection and it was sort of a, a joint um, um, I wonder whether that's a female thing because I would imagine that amongst brothers, I'm an only child, so I don't know, but I would imagine amongst brothers it is a bit of a... A, a dog contest like there's got to be the alpha male like someone's got to be making the decisions I'm, I'm punting on that but that's what I've sort of seen from boys and brothers I wonder whether it's the female dynamic because girls are smarter where you guys actually just nah, let's get on with it and here's the job well it could be but it could also be that I, I recognise Lyndall has a very different personality and a different way of looking at things and as I didn't want to be a business owner that was constantly just seeing things from my own eyes. You know, it's just because you miss one whole, you know, one whole look of things. So to be able to go, hey, I was, you know, looking at doing this and what do you think? And Linda would go, well, you're going to have this, this and this. Oh, okay. Hadn't thought of that. So it was really great to be able to have her there to, to bounce with. Did you feel like you had to run ideas past her first? No. Oh, so you still had autonomy of decision making? Yes, and I did quite often just... So maybe that's the difference. Yeah. In that dynamic of, you know, one leader, one, and you worked four. Because hmm. I feel like in a family dynamic, because obviously in our business, I work with Millie, my life partner, and I, we, I run everything past her because I feel like I should, even though sometimes as a CEO, I can make the call because it's under my purview. But I don't know, it's weird. Maybe it's all a mental where you're at mentally and I think working with your wife or husband versus working with a sibling probably is different again. Yeah, I think um, because our younger sister, Sarah, also worked in the cafe with us. There's another one of you? There's another one, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was, at the cafe, there was the three of us there uh, kind of working together. And from the perspective of me being the business owner, that was fantastic to know that I could have them both there as a trusting kind of person to be in the role of supervisor. I knew the type of people they were, that they were going to treat the staff the way I wanted them to be treated. And that was really important to me because I was big on treat your staff well and they'll look after your customers. So that was always, you know, and I had supervisors who came in to the business who did not gel well. So it was great to have two sisters that I could rely upon and I could rely upon them. If anything went wrong, I could always pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I know it's your day off. Is there any chance? And they'd be there doing dishes. Need you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leveraging the heartstrings of your sibling. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the other thing too, Kerry, it also would give you a little bit of peace of mind if you wanted to just step back and get away for a day or, or so from the business, knowing that you had someone that was doing the right thing and, and going to look after your interest. Yeah. Not if you're a control freak. I was a control freak. So were you able to step back? Uh, 
to an extent, yes. Oh, hang but on, hang on, hang on, Linda. Oh, I was going to say, I, on this. I actually don't think that you were a control freak, to be honest. Um, ah. I think comparing to other people that I've worked with before, I don't think you, there you go. were at all. Isn't it interesting the pictures that we paint of ourselves and how we think others see us? And there's Lynn going, actually, no, sis, I didn't think you were a control freak. Well, I guess I had, I was very big on systems and, you know, that piece of cake goes in the microwave for 20 seconds and then it gets this much cream put on the side. <laughs> it was, I was very systems and we've spoken about this before, knowing how much salad goes on the plate. That's it's cost. all about the bottom line. Yep. Um, and there was, you know, bits of laminated pieces of paper stuck everywhere so that nobody had the excuse not to do anything. So that's my kind of way of control freaking. I was back in the days of fax machines. So I had a fax machine at home and I used to fax a message to the person who was starting in the morning, just letting them know that I was you know, still watching them. So it was, yeah, it, that was, I guess, why I saw myself as a bit of a control freak. But definitely, now... Definitely a control freak. Totally No different. doubt in my mind whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> different dynamic now with that attitude yeah it's nice isn't it what's the key to success working with family what do you put it down to Uh, I think it's about taking the emotion out of it if you can I know that's a pretty big statement I think if you you know sort of treat your family or even close friends I've worked with people who have become close friends and Mm. I think you just need to have systems and processes in place it helps take that emotion out of it if we were working together and you and I Nikki aren't related and Kerry and I are related if I treat you both the same or I've got you know systems and processes in place that mean that you've got clear role descriptions and know exactly what you're there to do and I treat you both the same um, I think that's the easiest way to take the emotion out of it but don't you expect more of your family I never I never never did no no, I never did. She just has high expectations of everyone. Is that the way it goes? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh-huh. But no, I, I never did. But then in saying that, I was lucky that both of my sisters never tried to take advantage of the fact that I was the boss mm. also. Mm. You know, like if they were rostered on a certain time, they were always there at a certain time. Otherwise, they were calling in because of traffic or whatever. But I, I never had to sort of pull them aside and say, hey, look, you know, you got to pick your act up because everyone's watching. Mm. I never had that. Ah, this is the difference between working with you sister and working with your children yes because I've had all my adult children work for me and I love them dearly and they're great workers but because they've grown up in their formative years in the family business that you know something as simple as eight o'clock start time they'll clock on at 802 and then go into the kitchen and make toast and make coffee and then they might hit the floor at 816 (laughs) and I absolutely blew up deluxe one day like I just absolutely just reached my limit and (laughs) lost it uh, and now it's they're, they're back to being on time, and they. But it's funny that maybe that's what was driving my comment. If you expect more of your family, like sort of, mm. because the other staff, I've caught the other staff talking about. Oh well, if so and so gets away with that, then why is it different for us? It's all like the mm. family sets the bar of this is what's acceptable, yep. and then everybody else falls in behind that. The rest of the staff. So yeah. and that's a tough gig. I remember being uh, Ben's son, my dad, yeah. not Nikki, in my own right. So I hated that as a boy because mm. I was never my, in my own right, my own entity. I was always Ben's son. So I hated that through my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Now, when you get in your 40s, you get some self-confidence. It's like, oh, I love being Ben's son because I love my dad. Yeah. But it's interesting, those years, it's the jostle, mm. you know. I think another key was, um, you know, we never... 
you know, we did all types of jobs at, at the cafe particularly. So every, you know, every now and again, I go out and sweep and mop the floor and Linda would go out and sweep mm. and mop the floor. Mm. So we did every part of the cafe. It wasn't like we were supervising and sitting at the top and, you know, directing everybody else mm. and where to go. We got down on the floor and, and did the sweeping and mopping so that we could say, we know it takes 20 minutes to do that because we do it. Mm. Yeah. So we were able to set these expectations and everyone was rotated. And I think the staff really appreciated that. They appreciated that everybody was given equal roles and that... There's no ivory tower. No, and no. there was no special special treatment happening. Mm. Um, and, it, and it can work both ways. I think sometimes I've seen... Um, seen it where family businesses where they probably treat the family a bit harsher than what they do the other yes. staff as well yeah. so you've got to find that balance in the middle and I think trying to treat everybody equally just helps you do that I think it's I experienced that in refereeing where you'd normally referee your home side harder than the away side because you were so fearful of showing bias. Mm. I just wonder whether it's the same sort of thing where you're trying mm. to overcompensate, but really you're going, the pendulum swings too far the other way. Yes. Mm. It's, it's funny, you're talking about that whole trust factor, like because my oldest daughter, she runs the pig pack team. And that's what I love about it because you know you've, you never have to doubt anything when she's in, in the role. You just know, yep, it's good. Yep. That is quite freeing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Difficult to go away on holidays together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Not very easy, no. Not easy. Who's the boss at do. Altitude? See, I've got a belief that someone has to be the boss. I, I know your partners. I know you say that. Is there a boss? No, I don't feel like there's a boss. I feel like mm. we bounce Isn't very much. Isn't that a bit kumbaya? You know, yogi tree hugging? Uh, no, got a, someone's got to make the decision at some point about something. Uh, I think we work yeah. in different areas of the business. That's right. Yeah, I was about, about to say the exact same thing. Like I think because we deal with different things and um, if Kerry makes a decision about the digital side of things, I trust her 100% for her to make those decisions and I'm sure it would work the other way. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we don't – and we bounce with each other about ideas in, our, I guess, our own area. So – we, um, yeah, we don't tend to clash for that at no. all. Okay, that's pretty good. Look, I wanted to share something with you, and it, it, this came up uh, in some uh, one of my clients' family businesses where they were having been angst about the older brother worked more hours than the younger brother. And so, well, I put in more effort than you. So I can imagine that would be a jostling thing in family businesses. Mm-hmm. And I actually came across uh, Boone and Sons. Um, there was five brothers. They're still rose growers in Victoria today. Uh, I don't... I don't think they'll mind me sharing this story, um, that both five brothers worked in the business at that stage and how they got around it was they were all paid for a 38-hour week and if you worked and in your area of expertise, so one did the market sales, one did the growing, one did the admin and HR. So they, whatever those hours required, 38 hours, some start, finish, whatever. But if you worked over, then you got paid overtime just like every other worker on the farm. Mm. And that took the problem for them a way of I put in more than you yeah. and then the oldest brother he was the chairman and if it was 2-2 two, two, he had the final say so there was always a you know because of five they could do mm. it there was always like mm-hmm. a deciding boat so I think what we've heard about in this session is processes and guidelines having clear areas of I trust Kerry Kerry trusts Lyndall I know she's got that let them do their job and I'll back them with that. So it's about having clarity of who does what and how they do it, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think what I'll add to that is we, we had Barneys. Of course we did. We had days where, where things didn't always go according to plan when we had the cafe. But being able to go home for me and be able to download to my partner, and Nikki, we've discussed this already, that made, made it a lot easier for me and then come back with a clean slate the next day and just start again. Mm. We never held over grudges, did we? Like we no. had days where it was stressful and yeah. things didn't go right. We all made mistakes, yeah, but we never held a grudge. We just would come in the next day and go, sorry about yesterday, today's going to be different. 
and kind of move on. And that can be hard for a lot of people to let go. Um, but if you can master that, that's a real key. Yes, mm. it doesn't exist in our lives. So Millie and I, not the, we don't hold grudges, but it's the business is part of our relationship. Mm. It's almost like the third person in the relationship. So that's just the way it is. Um, there is no separation of state. Like it's it's just there 24-7 and you just get used to it. But it does, I think the, the negative aspect and cost of that side would be you don't have the mental space to be free just to be the couple. You've always got Nick and Millie and the business in a conversation everyone's always tried to me oh yeah but you've just got to work harder at you know segmenting and boxing and spreading and you know what i have tried a gazillion things just doesn't work for me so it's just part of who we are until a stage where we stop doing the business as we know it or something like that so i think maybe again different dynamics between husband and wife or life partners working together Mm. again versus siblings living in different houses so well lyndall and i can relate to that because quite often when we catch up now we're talking about the business yeah yeah well out of you know i saw this or you know we could make these changes or that kind of thing but Mm. we do talk about the business a lot um when we catch up so you know i guess if that was our partners at home we'd be doing the same thing so i can appreciate that but i also think we're also the kind of people who really like to celebrate the good things Um, and I think if you keep it positive as well that's helpful Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just dwelling on what didn't work well that day or what didn't what isn't going right in the business we're constantly thinking about okay that didn't go right what are we going to do now how are we going to make this better how are we going to move forward Mm -hmm. so that's helpful as well. Wow a bit of excitement I love it. (laughs) Okay so to wrap this up neatly finish this sentence guys to be successful in a family business you need to what? Have great communication. Communication. Lyndall? Mm. Yeah, take the emotion out of it. Make it a bit more process-focused. So, yeah. Okay, so there you have it. That's that's our deeper dive into family business, and it was great hearing from a sister dynamic. Uh, and I think the key out of that is communication, take emotion out, and have clear processes. For this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism. A strategy and or saying that Nicky says, which when used, will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it going to be? This next one got me through parenting of young children. And it is stage of life. I remember lying in bed in days uh, thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait till the kids can get up on a Sunday and make their own breakfast. So I can just have a sleep in. And of course, that changes very quickly and then on you go again. So many times I meet people that um, are, are really stuck in what they're doing and they can't see past you know, the week, the month or the quarter. And I normally say to them, look, this is just a stage of life. It's a, this too shall pass. You know? And if you just think of it as a stage of life, it's sort of like the other Nickyism where, you know, don't unpack and live there. You know you're in transient flow. You're going to move through it. That just seems to give people a little pep in the steps. Go, okay, it's a stage of life. So whenever I get bogged down in something, like even if it's um, a business strategy growth and like talking about the business as the third wheel and the relationships, go, this is just a stage of life. It's not how it's going to be forever. Something will change. So that Nickyism I've used for about 15 years in different capacities and a lot of that was even in my parenting so that's why I wanted to share tonight on this family-based show uh, this one it's so relevant stage of life so if you're ever struggling and you go just think of it's a stage of life it will change you just don't control the time love it excellent well coming up we have coaches corner WTF business jargon of the week and this week's one thing that's all still to come 
Coach's Corner. Well, I'm lucky enough to have Coach's Corner tonight, and I'm going to be talking about the three T's. And for those of you out there who have not heard of the three T's, I'm talking about the tell them, tell them what you told them, and then tell them what you told them again. And this comes down to, I mean, any type of communication, as we spoke about always. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Nikki? Definitely. I think people... They hear different things every time you say the same thing. Yes. I've, like I always say to people, I'm responsible for what I say, not for what you hear. But I think the key is that you've actually got to repeat your message three times, either slightly differently or the same, depending on what you believe clear communication is. And only then will you have the, the true opportunity to be fully understood. I think so many times, and we see it even from our state leaders at the moment, they tell us something once and then they move on and you sort of, you may not have been totally listening or you sort of got half of what they said. or and then So you, true. So that's why that 3T principle is so important, especially for critical messages. So one more time, that is tell them, tell them what you told them and then tell them what you told them again, the 3Ts. Are you ready for this week's business hot seat? In five, in five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, one. It's Coach Nikki, and I'm here with Sam and Sam. They're right at home franchisees in home care and assistance. Thanks for joining us on the Business 101 show. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. We're doing a show about working with family, whether it's helpful or hell, which is just a funny sort of, you know, because <laughs> you can tell, tell a lot of horror stories about working with either your spouse or your brother or your in-laws. You've been in a franchise now for five months, and you've come from separate industries, and you're now working together in your own company. What's it like working with your life partner? Well, uh, interesting. It can be very interesting. So far, our experience has been positive, but uh, in saying that, we are only five months in, so maybe check back in in six months and see what (laughs) the situation is. Now, before we go too much further, give me a quick overview right at home, in-home care and assistance. So it it does what it says? Correct, yes. Look after people in their house? So we um, can go in and provide services to people in their houses that need help. So we can do anything from companion care, personal care, meal preparation, transport, and skilled nursing. So in that sort of setting and working together... Are you working shoulder to shoulder all day? So are you together all day, every day? No, not all day together. Um, so we usually start off in the office. Sam's more in the account department. Mm-hmm. I'm more in the clinical side. So mm-hmm. our roles do vary. Mm-hmm. Um, Accounts and business development. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, is that, is that the saving grace that you're not actually working shoulder to shoulder every yeah. day, that you're just sort of we different make all, roles? Correct. Yeah, we make all the important decisions together. But if you can think about it, Samantha's off uh, dealing with the clients and, and our care workers. I'm yeah. off rowing the business trying to speak to professionals so yeah. probably only spend half the day together if mm. that what do you think the biggest benefit of working together in like your own business as a couple trust because we trust each other um, and we just know we just know each other so if we're having a bad day you don't have to sort of you know if like put around each other mm-hmm. <laughs> if samantha had started this business and i decided to keep working the difficulty would have been samantha would have needed some sort of manager to come in so you're interviewing you're taking a punt on someone who you think could be good from an interview they've mm-hmm. got the experience but it may not work out so the benefit of husband and wife combo is that you've got two people who are 100 percent invested straight away decisions get made straight away mm-hmm. you don't have to go through that growing period where you're trying to figure out if someone's going to work you've bought a franchise so it gave you processes systems and methodology has that been a huge help do you think do you think you're further ahead than what you would have been going you're going out on your own yeah absolutely because like you said when you start all your policies and procedures are in place and those are really important in the sort of industry that we're delivering because we're delivering care so we can only work within a certain scope of practice so that was really helpful that those were there the the on 
ongoing support is the second thing. You know, that mm. that's massive. Um, the, the ongoing support can be even just a, a shoulder to cry on on a tough week. It sure. can be technical advice. That that for us has been, you know, very important as well. Well, guys, it's great to get to know you. Uh, if people want to hear more, they can actually catch up with you on the bonus podcast session where I'm going to ask you some deeper and more hairy questions around in-home care because I'm sure you've got some great stories around that. So thanks for being on the Business 101 show. Sam and Sam, they are franchisees right at home, in-home care and assistance. Now, you're local in Logan City, aren't you? Yeah, Correct. office is just in Shaler Park. Fantastic. So locals looking after locals. I love it. That's it. Perfect. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Thanks Nikki. Nikki. And don't forget uh, for the full, full bonus interview with Samantha and Samuel from Right at Home Franchises, uh, make sure you have uh, and liked our Facebook page. Look for the Business 101 show on Facebook. Check it out. Uh, we'll put the full interview up there by tomorrow night. And of course, uh, Every podcast is available at business101show.com.au. Just to interrupt you before you go on, Mel, I just wanted to say a quick shout-out and g'day to Trudy Ann from Park Ridge. Um, we just had a quick chat off-air, and we will get onto that idea that she shared with us. So. And thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Always uh, an opportunity for you to give us a call. Don't forget uh, our number, 38088101, and you can get through to the Business 101 show here at 101 FM. Well, have a guess what? It's time for... We're trying to come up with better entry music for some of our segments. This is great for WTF. This is great for WTF, but it really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that at all. This is me this week. So WTF, business jargon of the week. I wanted to talk to you about the word repost, which confuses a lot of people. What does that mean? Well, it's used a lot in the social media world. This is where you reuse content that possibly you've already used. So you're reposting it. Is that even legal? So, of course it is. And okay. this is actually a mistake a lot of business owners make. They think they put something out there once and they have to keep reinventing. No, you can repost stuff. So that is the business jargon of the week, repost. Great. Coming up next, this week's one thing and final thoughts. You're listening to the Business 101 show. It's time for the one thing. Okay, let's go with... Lindell, what's the Mm. one thing people should take away from the show this week and work on? I'm going to be cheeky and give you two, which is um, have clear processes and define the roles in your business. Processes and define roles. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Okay, so that's the homework for this week, gang. That's your one slash two things to look at. And they were again, Lindell? To have clear processes Mm -hmm. and define the roles in your business. Excellent. Now, hey, Kerry. <laughs> yes. What's coming up at the end of this month? What's coming up at the end of the this music's month? The music's a bit of a hint. Oh, I think Halloween. I yes, Halloween. <sighs> now, you may think it's just for kids and, you know, candy and dentists, but I tell you what, sales do actually spike around Halloween. So I just wanted to put a quick reminder in, if you ever want to have some fun in your business, especially on socials, then make sure you remember Halloween and have some fun with it because it's actually mainstream now. It's not just devil worshipping from America anymore. It's just mainstream in Australia and it's a bit of fun and use it for whatever you want to use it for. That's all. That's why it's there. Any final thoughts? No, I'm excited about next week's uh, special guest counsellor, Karen Murphy. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Can't wait. 
Maybe we shouldn't have the Halloween music under while we're talking about <laughs> Councillor Murphy. But anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I think it'd be a really good show, especially for the people that are in the Bean Lee district, because she's a powerhouse. She is down there, and you actually know her very well, Kerry. So I it's do. going to be some hard-hitting questions. I will have the questions deeper ready. than just uh, public facing. So you know, but people can contact us via our Facebook page and send me some questions in if they have any for for Councillor Murphy. I'm happy oh, yeah. to ask them. Even the hard ones. I Even know there's the a lot of conjecture ones. around the street closures in Bean yep. Lee. There's a lot of disgruntled people in Bean Lee. She'll happily talk about it. Yeah. She's got the answers. Hmm. Well, coaches, great show once again. Uh, Special thanks to our special guest, Lindell from Altitude Business Solutions. And of course, uh, our friends, uh, Sam and Samantha. Uh, They're from uh, Right at Home. We'll catch you next week. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decision. That was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nikki, and Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNikki.com. Remember what Nikki always says, version one is better than version nine. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au.